Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. There is one body and one spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Peace be with you. Peace be with the Peters family, three of whom are represented. And William, we know you're with us in spirit through the live stream that Guy set up. (laughs) And what a day for rejoicing. What a day for rejoicing. I got to know David because David was part of the interviewing process on the same side of the table for much of the time until we realized we needed to turn that table around. So it's been a long journey for the parish of Wanush with Blackheath. Thank you to wardens, past and present, who've been involved in that. And today we are here. But thank you to all of you for patiently sharing in the ministry of this place perhaps more so than usual. I hope that won't end today as we we see a new incumbent instituted. But it's a day for rejoicing. I must say too, it is a day where I need to begin with confession. First of all, I've left my mitre in the Selwyn room. I mean, who needs a mitre? There's a spare one out there if any of you would like one. But uh, another error I've made today, I left my suitcase with the robes I was to wear for tonight and the license with which David will be instituted tonight. In a suitcase by the front door, some guests late this afternoon, as they left, took their luggage by the front door and put it in their car and drove off to Cambridge with that license and some other robes in it. So... If ever you thought the bishop was faking it, tonight would be the night. Uh, I have hastily written out what David will be signing by hand, and then tomorrow or the next day, whenever I find that suitcase again, we will regroup uh, and sign again. So, your forbearance. Thank you. We all depend on God. So as we stand, let's pray. We pray to commit this new era and this new ministry to the God who calls us. God, our Father, Lord of all the world, we thank you for calling us through your Son, Jesus Christ, into the fellowship of the Universal Church. Hear our prayer for your people, that each in their vocation and ministry may be an instrument of your love, and give to your servant David the needful gifts of grace for the good of your church and the welfare of all people, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please take a seat. The reading is taken from Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 8. 
For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the same members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith. Ministry in ministering. The teacher in teaching. The exhorter in exhortation. The giver in generosity. The leader in diligence. The compassionate in cheerfulness. This is the word of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It is a great joy to be here again, and a great privilege, once again, to be representing Selwyn College as patron. Patrons of parishes come in sort of from the outside, I hope as benign outsiders, to support a parish and the diocese in discerning the person who's called to be a parish's new priest. And I certainly believe that in David we have found the right person to lead the ministry here in Wanish with Blackheath. And I'm looking forward to presenting David to Bishop Joe shortly to be admitted to care for God's people in this place, as the words say, and be instituted to this charge. As our order of service proclaims, this is the celebration of a new ministry, of David's ministry certainly, but I want to suggest also of the whole parish's ministry today. I don't know about you, but there don't seem to be many opportunities to get out for celebrations lately. Like everyone else, the church has had to deal with a global pandemic, but here we're able to gather again at the start of something new. And this feels to me like a a challenging and very exciting time to be welcoming your new vicar tonight. And how appropriate to be gathering in this of all weeks when we've just celebrated Pentecost and the sending of the Holy Spirit, the very Spirit of God who communicates God's presence to us and whose effects can be felt in our hearts and in the life of the church and out there in the world. So before turning to Romans 12 and the passage that Marion just read, I wanted to reflect for a moment, if I may, on the hymn with which we started, sung by the choir as we gathered. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew. Breathe on me, breath of God, until my heart is pure. Breathe on me, breath of God, till I am wholly thine, until this earthly part of me glows with thy fire divine. The book of Acts tells us that the disciples experienced the Holy Spirit at Pentecost as a rushing wind and tongues of fire. 
and wind or breath and fire are both images already associated with the presence of God's Spirit in the Old Testament. In the story of the creation, the wind from God sweeps over the waters. Fire from heaven is a purifying sign. God's Spirit is creative and purifying. And I think our opening hymn brings, weaves together beautifully those two themes of creative inspiration and the purifying nature of the fire from heaven. The hymn is like a prayer, an invitation from us to the Holy Spirit to take possession of our beings, an invocation to God, at the same time gentle and passionate. Breathe on me, breath of God, until I glow with divine fire. Being asked to be set on fire by God's Spirit is a significant ask. So this is both a gentle pleading and at the same time an imploring that the Spirit seeks out our very beings in order that like a bonfire kindled by a spark, we may be kindled and burst into holy life ourselves so that others may see God's life in us as we glow with the divine fire. I'm sure you'd never think this, but please don't fall into the trap of thinking that the call to manifest a holy life is something that belongs particularly to clergy. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes to all who are gathered together, to all whose hearts need to be made pure, to all who seek new life, to all who are ready to be set on fire with God's love and to do God's will. And it's through our knowledge of our need of God's love and forgiveness and acceptance that we become able to begin to show something of that love to others. So the creative spirit and the purging fire are offered to work in us for good. And although our church calendar would suggest that Pentecost is the point that we finally bid Eastertide farewell, we don't forget about the way that through Jesus' death on the cross, all the stuff that holds us back and limits us and constrains us, holds us captive, has been overcome. And we don't forget how God's love for us sets us free and sets us free to be the church. On Ascension Day, we remembered that Jesus is now one with God in heaven. I love whoever it was who said that the Ascension marks the beginning of Jesus' period of working from home. But now we are called to proclaim the gospel in the world. We are called collectively together to be Jesus' hands and his feet. So Pentecost reminds us that in the church all are welcome, all are invited, not just to hear about God but to have a relationship with God. And it's the church's job to spread that message. But as our hymn reminds us, that personal inner knowledge of God that's offered to us can be everyone's and is what will enable us to do that. And as Paul tells us in that reading from the letter to the Romans, we do this as members of one body. We are members, not in the sense of paid-up members of a membership organisation, 
with certain privileges which uh, we can exercise when we feel like it. But members like the different members of a body. For as in one body we have many members, says St. Paul, and not all the members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ and individually we are all members one of another. And we have different things to bring. Different spiritual gifts to offer according to the grace given to us. Some are prophets, some are teachers, some are particularly good at showing compassion. Some are good at being cheerful and jollying everyone along. The more the different members of the church of this parish can do together, the point is the better the body will function. And Paul expands on this idea and imagery elsewhere in 1 Corinthians 12 when he says that the body doesn't consist of one, many, one member but many. And if the foot were to say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong, that wouldn't make it any less part of the body. And if the ear were to say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. For if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? The point I think St. Paul is trying to get across to the church was that in a community everyone is different, but we're also all joined together, like limbs and organs of a body. We're collectively called to be a diverse community in which all our members work together for our common purpose and each has her or his part to play in that. So I wonder what gifts each of us might feel that we bring. Because I think discerning our gifts and how to use them to further God's kingdom is a really vital task for the church as we seek to speak in a relevant way to the world. And now especially, so much has happened, so much has been experienced over this last year or so. Not least because of the horrors of the pandemic, with enormous loss of life and grief, which is inevitably, I think, at the very early stages of being worked through by so many who haven't been able to grieve properly. This week has marked the first anniversary of the death of George Floyd, I think the Black Lives Matter movement has shown us again that there is a collective thirst for justice in our world. We're told that one in ten restaurants has had to close because of COVID. People's livelihoods around here will have been very challenged in some places. Where might the voice of the church, I wonder, best be heard in the midst of all this? And where might God's voice most need to be heard in Wanish and Blackheath? As David leads you post-COVID, I think the task of connecting to this community, as in parishes everywhere, will be more important than ever. Through every member of the church, certainly a new priest can't do it all. No one person possibly could. So that begs the question of all of us. How might we all better stand alongside those who we encounter and reach out to them where they are? How might we all respond most faithfully to our common call to mission? Not just through our words, but through our lives. Might people possibly recognize us, even us, as glowing with the Spirit's divine fire 
to go back to that imagery in the hymn. If you've ever made a fire, you'll know that left on its own, a glowing coal soon goes out. But surrounded by others, they all keep shining their light a little longer. We need each other as members of one body. And if you'll forgive a bit of wordplay as I finish, I want to suggest to you that whenever we gather in church to remember, we do quite literally remember. We remind ourselves of and we commit ourselves to our common membership of a wider body of people doing something together. Now, in parish life, some occasions are more obviously acts of remembrance than others. Remembrance Sunday, funerals, memorial services, you name it. But, of course, every Eucharist, every communion service is an act of remembrance too. Do this in remembrance of me. And although you probably wouldn't immediately think of this service as an act of remembrance, in a way it is. Because we pause tonight to remember how we got to this place and point. We remember our common calling as Christians together and as the Christian church in Wanish and Blackheath. We remember the words of the gospel that Marion read. We remember our collective call to mission. And I think in this act of remembering, we remember once again. We reaffirm our membership of Christ's body as members one of another, as Paul puts it. So tonight we pray for David and for the family. We pray for God's blessing on David's leadership here as he accompanies you all on the journey from here. And we pray that we, the church, may make a difference here as a body with many members who recognise that we can do so much more together than we can ever do separately. May we all breathe in the new life which God offers his people and glowing with the fire of God's love in that image, may we show it to the world, trusting that we'll be blessed by God's faithful presence all the way as the choir will remind us in our final hymn tonight. And we can afford to be bold, which is very roughly the translation of that funny Greek word under the crest on the Selwyn Room. So thanks be to God, whose faithfulness is great and who offers strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Amen. Bishop Joe, I present to you David Peters to be admitted to care for God's people as their parish priest and request that you will institute him to this charge. Thank you, Hugh. I gladly accept your presentation of David and pray that God's blessing may rest upon this parish. Before I give David responsibility for the pastoral care of this benefice, I ask him before God and this congregation to renew the promises made to Christ at ordination as a priest of his church. David, at our ordination, we accepted the responsibility of priesthood out of love for Christ and his church. 
Are you resolved to follow Jesus Christ, the head and shepherd of the church, by caring as a true pastor for the people you are now called to serve? Will you seek to do all that lies within your power to build up the church, which is the body of Christ? I will, with God's grace. So, let us pray for God's grace as David seeks to be a faithful minister of Christ in this place and that we may all be willing servants of the kingdom. We start with some silent prayer, but perhaps I invite you to to hold out your hand as you pray for David. And similarly to those online, you can do the same too. So let us bring our prayers together, saying, Lord, you have given us minds to know you, hearts to love you, and voices to praise your name. Give us grace to offer ourselves freely in your service, that we may faithfully fulfill the worship of your church, glorify you in our lives, and share with you in bringing your kingdom here on earth. And I now ask David to make the customary promises required by law. The Church of England is part of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, worshipping the one true God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It professes the faith uniquely revealed in the Holy Scriptures and set forth in the Catholic creeds, which faith the Church is called upon to proclaim afresh in each generation. Led by the Holy Spirit, it has borne witness to Christian truth in its historic formularies, the 39 Articles of Religion, the Book of Common Prayer, and the ordering of bishops, priests, and deacons. David, In the declaration you're about to make, will you affirm your loyalty to this inheritance of faith as your inspiration and guidance unto God in bringing the grace and truth of Christ to this generation and making him known to those in your care? I, David Keith Peters, do so affirm and accordingly declare my belief in the faith which is revealed in the Holy Scriptures and set forth in the Catholic creeds, and to which the historic formularies of the Church of England bear witness, and in public prayer and administration of the sacraments, I will use only the forms of worship which are authorised or allowed by canon. Thank you. And I invite you now to take a Bible to face the congregation for this oath, an oath of allegiance you swear to to Her Majesty. I, David Keith Peters, do swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, her heirs and successors according to law. So help me God. And now I invite you to swear the oath of canonical obedience to our our Lord Bishop Andrew. In his absence, you have me. 
I, David Keith Peters, do swear by Almighty God that I will pay true and canonical obedience to the Lord Bishop of Guildford and his successors in all things lawful and honest. So help me God. The Right Reverend Joe Bailey Wells, Bishop of Dorking and Commissary on behalf of the Right Reverend Father in God Andrew, by divine permission, Lord Bishop of Guildford, to my beloved in Christ, David Keith Peters, Clark, B.A. Greeting. I do hereby collate and admit you as vicar to the benefice of Wanersh with Blackheath within the diocese and jurisdiction of the said Lord Bishop and belonging to his collation in right of his bishopric, and I invest you with all rights and duties of the said benefice and commit to you the cure of souls of the parishioners thereof, saving to the Lord Bishop of Guildford and his successors their episcopal rights. In testimony whereof I have hereunto, I will hereunto set my hand and the Episcopal seal of the Lord Bishop of Guildford is here unto affixed this 25th day of April in the year of our Lord, 2021. David, receive the cure of souls, which is both yours and mine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. David, God anoint you with the spirit of holiness and joy. The Lord bless you and watch over you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look kindly upon you and give you peace. Amen. And I now hand to the Archdeacon of Surrey the mandate so that he can induct you into the, the temporalities of this parish. I often wonder what people who have no knowledge of the church think of these terms. Um, the induction, where Bishop Joe has just instituted uh, David with um, a spiritual authority in the parish. We now, I'm now going to hand him the temporal authority, which means that he will become the legal owner of the church, the vicarage, and all the responsibilities that come with uh, the glebe as associated with the parish. And we're going to begin that by going to the door, uh, where I will symbolically lay David's hand uh, on the door. If you'd like to stand um, and watch that. And we're going to do it from the original door, um, which reminds us of the, of the deep sense of history and prayer in this place. David, with the authority of the mandate, I induct you into the real and actual possession of the parish churches of St. John the Baptist Wanish and St. Martin's Blackheath of this benefice, with all the rights, dignities and responsibilities belonging to your office. 
David, this is such an exciting moment uh, to place you in this store. And I've just seen some evidence that my excitement is shared by the people here because they've already put your name on the list of incumbents. (laughs) (laughs) David, I place you in the stall of the vicar of this benefice. May the Lord guard and keep you and bless your ministry here. The first thing that David is going to do as our new vicar is lead us in prayer. Let us pray. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for all that you've done in this parish. The congregations that you've blessed, faith developed and service inspired. Along with those faithful servants of the past, may we continue to build up your church seeking your guidance in all that we do so that we can make the most of what is and work wisely towards what shall be. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, we pray for this parish and its role in the immediate community. Give us vision to see the need, the wisdom and strength to respond And then love in our hearts to share your compassion with those around us. Help us also, as a parish, to be a partner and a resource to the wider deanery and diocese beyond. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the wider faith community, thinking especially of those areas of our world where there is political or social unrest where the coronavirus is still unchecked and for those caught in natural disaster. Inspire and help your faithful followers to bring hope where there is despair, to bring resolution where there is standoff and to enable joy to come out of sorrow. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty and loving God, open our hearts and minds and soul to your spirit, whoever we may be, and equip us to live as your people, not just this, but every day, to live our lives reflecting your glory and proclaiming your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. So let us join together as we say the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We bring you water for holy baptism. Tell the story of God's love. Baptize new disciples in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. David, Will you live the new life in Christ and joyfully minister the sacrament of baptism for those who turn to Christ? I will, with God's grace. 
We commit our lives afresh to Christ as we continue our Christian pilgrimage. We bring you the Holy Bible, unfold the scriptures, preach the word in season and out of season, and declare the mighty acts of God. Jesus unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. David, will you proclaim the gospel of Christ by word and deed in your ministry? I will, with God's grace. We accept accept our our calling calling to share share in the mission of Christ and the work of evangelism. We bring the bread and wine for Holy Communion. Preside at the Lord's table. Lead us in worship, offering with us a spiritual sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. When Jesus had given thanks over the bread, he broke it and said, This is my body that is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. David, will you lead and encourage the people of this place in worship and prayer? presiding at the sacrament of the Eucharist and sharing in Holy Communion? I will, with God's grace. May Christ unite us in worship and fill our hearts with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Having just witnessed all that we have witnessed, a really important part of this service is now to welcome David into this new role and into this new ministry. And I'm going to set that off by uh, welcoming him on behalf of the deanery, so the members of the deanery synod, of which he will be a member, and of the clergy chapter. Um, Not many of them are here today, but many of them, I do hope, are joining us on the Zoom. So from all of us, David, welcome to this new role. I'm now going to introduce the other people who are going to um, welcome David on behalf of various organisations. First of all, on behalf of the congregation itself, a long-standing member of the congregation who is chair of the sustainability group and member of the mission committee, Jane Boswell. David and Marion. On behalf of the church family here at Wanush and Blackheath, delighted to welcome you to the community. It's wonderful to have you back with us, and we're so excited to see what God has in store for our church and our community in this next season under your leadership. 
The next person who is going to welcome David is Louise Healy. Um, I've been given three uh, roles here that she's representing, but I understand that she actually represents many roles um, in the uh, parish. So after I've introduced these three, I'm going to add the word etc. So uh, Louise is chair of both Wanish and Blackheath Age Concern and One Cares, as well as the vice chair of Wanish United Charities Community Fund, etc. Welcome, David. Um, I, it, I'm very privileged to be able to represent a great number of volunteers who um, help the vulnerable and the needy in our communities um, with little bit things like companionship or bigger things with their time and money. Um, so, very warm welcome. We look very much forward to working with you in due course. Um, and if we can lure you to our lunch club when it restarts, there's a delicious three-course meal <laughs> waiting for you. Always. <laughs> Wanish is very blessed to share with Shamley Green in having a Church of England uh, primary school, the Wanish and Shamley mm. Green Church of England primary school. And so I'm now going to invite Tim Cheeseman, who is the head of that school, uh, himself relatively new to post. Tim's still in his first year in that role. Tim, would you like to come and welcome David? Well, on behalf of uh, the school's staff, governors, the children and their families, we welcome you to the parish. Um, we, the school has very strong links with the church here at Wanish, and I hope that we can work together to, to strengthen those links into the future. Um, I look forward to welcoming you into school as well. I'm sure the children will have some deep and challenging theological <laughs> questions <laughs> to answer when you come. So welcome. Thank you. Tremendous. And uh, finally, um, I know that uh, Wanish is a place where there are strong links between the community and the church. So very appropriate that Anthony Schutz is going to welcome David. Uh, Anthony is chair of Wanish Parish Council. Well, good, good evening, everyone. David, huge welcome. Um, I'm very sort of humbled to be asked. I'm very pleased. Thank you, Alex, for uh, inviting me. I sort of got involved in local stuff uh, ten years ago uh, with Louise Healy, in fact. I then had my arm twisted a few years ago to become chairman of the Wanish Park Residents Association. And finally, I got my arm even more twisted to become chairman of the parish council. And I've only just been elected, so I'm not quite sure what that's going to involve as yet. But the parish of Wanersh is made up of Shamley Green, Blackheath, and Wanersh Village, about 3,500 people. So on behalf of all of those 3,500 people, plus the Wanersh Park component of that and One Cares, a huge welcome. And we look forward to having great discussions. We've already had discussions on the sustainability mm. uh, element with... Um, Jane, um, and I'm sure we'll continue doing that with you because we, of course, look after the church yard for you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you. And so now let us all join together in welcoming David to serve this benefice as parish priest. In the name of the Lord, we, we welcome, welcome you. you. Thank you all very much for your warm welcome and for coming out uh, this evening. Um, 
It, it seems remarkable. Uh, the welcome that uh, Marion and I have received here has always been warm. Uh, and from people who have given so much to our community. Uh, congratulations particularly to Jane on reaching the Silver Eco Award for this church, uh, which is remarkable, I think, in such an old building. Uh, but it is clear that there is so much going on in both Wanish and Blackheath, which we need to be part of supporting you, walking with you, uh, and together, uh, I think there is much in store, and we're really excited by how we can work together. One very rare thing is for a church to have no notices. So this is that rare occasion, enjoy it. Other than to say... Uh, that this Sunday we have just the one service at 10 o'clock, which will be slightly different because we are uh, moving outside to have that service. We will also try and put it on Zoom. Uh, The link will come round if I can remember how to do the funny stuff with the emails, Uh, but there are people to ask. So you will all be welcome. We would, of course, be socially distanced, but it would be lovely to see as many as possible 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. Thank you. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, now and forever. Amen. May God the Father who created you fulfill in you his heavenly purpose. May God the Son, who redeemed you, be always present with you to guide and support you in the work which you do for him and his church. Amen. Amen. May God the Holy Spirit, who sanctifies and strengthens you, fill your hearts and minds with all that you need to serve God faithfully. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be upon you and remain with you this day and always. Amen. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.